0: There are two stages of money. Stage one is accumulation and stage two is deaccumulation and income. It's in that second stage that there are many questions that never get asked because the questions that are usually asked are about stage one. Today we focus on stage two questions that have the greatest impact on your retirement We also get to play Stump the Guru, so please stay with us.
1: And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage.
0: And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams.
1: You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan.
0: (laughs)
2: Stump the Guru does make a return to the podcast Money Matters USA podcast number 120 and Fred Sade is here with the information actually a lot of answers on today's show. We're going to look in addition to Stump the Guru and he'll answer that question. We'll tell you how to do that too. Submit a question to Fred. He's going to answer a lot of frequently asked questions as Fred said when you enter phase 2 of your financial life. Fred Sade is founder and managing director of the firm Money Matters USA. If a fiduciary holding a PhD in economics from Duke University. So, Fred, I think I know where you're going with that. In that first phase of your financial life, that's when you're asking a lot of the questions and. And it's it, when people start to get closer to the second phase, which you said is deaccumulation, but uh, aka retirement <laughs> and, yep. and, yeah. and, and, and th- then they realize, oh, I've got all new questions here. And also too, isn't that second phase retirement uh, just about if not as long as the first phase nowadays? Could even be longer longer yeah
0: even. yeah I mean, bec- yeah be- because longevity increases uh, with with your age. Remember, we're all, we're always measuring longevity from your current age, not from your not from your birth age, and and it's really important to point out that uh, most advisors or experts and specialists in stage one, uh, there are very few who really specialize in stage two, but they want to say, yeah, I do stage one and stage two. That's a ridiculous argument. It's it's like saying six months out of the year I'm a cardiothoracic surgeon, <laughs> and the other six months of the year I'm a podiatrist. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. You, you can't be both. You either specialize in stage one, or you specialize in in stage two, and the key and one of the key questions that we always get on um, uh, from people who who come in, who phone us, who who, who drop us a question is. Um, I, I don't know if I'm ready to retire. And can you tell me how much money do I need to retire? What's, what's the rule of thumb? Well, there is no rule of, uh, of thumb because I don't know what your spending pattern is. I don't know what your saving pattern is. I don't know what your budget is. I don't know what kind of lifestyle you want to have. These are, these are the most fundamental questions i don't know what your attitude is toward money i don't know what your spouse's attitude is toward money Not, all these questions are are have to be asked and answered so which is why we spend two to two and a half hours in our first meeting if you want to bring your your forms with you and your reports and everything else that's great we'll just put it aside because we don't want we don't i don't care how much is 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 in your you know, your investment account or your 401k account, not at this point. We have to talk about these issues uh, that, that really inform and infuse every other question, because if we know how your lifestyle is going to be and what you want, then, then we can get to the other questions. But everything else is, you know, give me, give me a tip. We used to have a neighbor when I was a kid growing up. Uh, his, his, he was a professional gambler. He owned he owned a federal tax stamp, and uh, his his big thing was um, was the racetrack. But he never he never lost if you if you asked him. <laughs> but his wife was always borrowing money from my mother, or borrowing <laughs> can goods, borrowing food. <laughs> Maybe he did lose some. Well, uh. he, he 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 died he died in a very miserable. Sort of way, he, hmm. he was coming back from uh, Belmont Racetrack, and he'd had one too many. He was celebrating a day that he did win, hmm. uh, and he had a terrible car accident. Oh wow! Uh, on the Belt Parkway highway, uh, and, um, and he never made it. Uh, the ambulance got there, but you know they just pronounced him dead So terrible. it was it was a terrible it was a, it was a terrible uh, outcome. Uh, and um you know i and then I went away to school so I, I lost uh i lost touch mm-hmm. so i I don't know what happened to uh, to the wife anyway <sighs> That, that's my first observation.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, you know, um, I mean, you're right, though. It is different for everyone, and not only how much they'll need, but when you meet with people, you look at what they're bringing to the table. They may ask, How do I fund my retirement? But they may probably already know what will be used to fund it. They've been saving in things all their life, working life. Uh, maybe, how do I take all this and make it fund, <laughs> make it become a funding machine?
0: yeah you're, you're absolutely right it, it's uh you know it's it's like co- come into my kitchen here i've got this big mixing bowl and we're we're cooking up whatever it is stew jambalaya uh you know a rhubarb cake or or, or um, you know upside down cake whatever it whatever it is and we we have to put all of this into some kind of uh, a coherent uh pattern and and then once we we've, once we've Decided on on the key issues of how you of what you want your money to do for you, what your attitudes are. We're trying to give you control uh, over over your money and control over your uh, retirement. So, you know, it's at this point uh, before the second meeting that we want those statements. We want to look at them. We want to run it through our, our programs. We want we want to see where the Income is going to come from. We want to see how much risk is involved. Uh, We want to, if if two thousand and eight happens again, we want to see uh, how much uh, risk exposure uh, we have. And um, you know, we 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 want to see. And here's here's the rub. And and sometimes it's bad news. And you have to say, you know, Mr. Mrs. Smith. Um, I'm sorry, but you know you really don't have enough money to retire right now uh, that'll match your lifestyle. You really need to work for another three years. And Mrs. Smith, uh, be a real good idea if if you also work, at least for another two. Uh, So that may not be great news, but, you know, the single most important thing you can do is work an extra few years, because that gives you the additional capital that, that can be put away to generate income and, and to have some growth in your, in, in your assets.
2: We're right. looking at the, the questions that you need the answers to questions that people bring to you for and half for years before they launch retirement uh, for instance, when should I take Social security?
0: You know, whenever I hear that question, I got to tell you, Dave, my my hackles really go up I can hear the hair going up on the on the back of my neck. There's no answer. There's no good answer to that question. Uh First, first and foremost, the government has seven calculators on different websites, and all of them are going to give you a different answer. So depending on which website you go to, you're going to get a different answer. So using the government's website, using one of the government's websites, you can, you can use two or three, and you'll see that you get different answers. So it's a real head-scratcher. Um, then, second of all, how dependent are you going to be on Social Security? Is it going to be 30% of your income, 40 50 60 70 80 90 Is it going to be all of your I- income primarily? Uh, so... We have to we have to figure out, uh, once we, we understand what the longevity issues are, then we have to figure out how do we get the maximum Social Security uh, for both spouses, and especially for the surviving spouse. And, uh, you know, once again, we, we have specialized uh, software, which can do all these calculations and also do personalized calculations, because we also have to figure out, where the gaps are that we have to fill, and Social Security is a key and very important uh, asset uh, because we can we it's because effectively it's it is a an annuity or or, or a pensionized form of income. You're not going to run out uh, of it. it. It's going to be there uh, for you, and uh, and this, this is this is the base because the defined benefit plan. Uh, is not as prevalent as it as it once uh, was. So, going through this, going through a social security planning process with with me, with a qualified professional who is using a high quality social security planning program, then you have to port that information. Test to see that the strategy is valid and see how it combines with with all of your other assets. Remember, there are going to be gaps. And you have to figure out how you're going to fill those gaps and, and, and the order in which you're going to in which you're going to fill them.
2: Uh, uh, next on here is a, this is a really good question. I'm not sure if all pensions would would allow for this, but should I take my pension as an annuity or a lump sum?
0: well that's a good question and you're absolutely right not every not every pension has a lump sum uh, uh, option now we use um, a lineberg uh, number cruncher <coughs> software excuse me uh, and and we can then determine from from that software whether or not assuming you you do have a lump sum option what your best uh, uh, alternative uh, is and sometimes um, we may require uh, a life insurance policy uh, as well because we may need an income replacement assuming that the husband uh, dies first uh if he has the pension or it would then be on the wife if she has the the pension so the we we have to do those we have to do the calculation there's no Um, there's no answer. There's no generalized, um, answer. You have to look at the specifics in every single, um, in every single, you know, instance. And uh, then we, uh, there, there was a time where we automatically said, take the lump sum. Um, but now, uh, you know, most defined benefit plans, you know, unless you're working for one of the fortune 100s, most of these have been transferred to the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, so uh, there's no, you know, there, there's no axiomatic uh, answer here. Th- this is a planning uh, solution, and and once we once we do the plan, uh, once we run those numbers through, get to the get to the solution, you know, then then you're in a position to see how that fits into your your other situation. The, the other the other thing that I that I get concerned about. Is that people take a lump sum? It's more money than they've ever had before in their life. They have no idea how to manage that money, and they squander it, they spend it, and all of a sudden that pension is gone, and uh, that pension money, I should say, mm-hmm. is, is gone. So, uh, professional assistance is, is desirable, even. Yeah.
2: Even necessary in a structured manner, definitely going through frequently asked retirement questions with Fred Saden. That is, of course, his area of specialty, and you can already tell that these are questions you need the answers to. And they're certainly different than questions you would have in that first phase of your financial life, the accumulation phase. Here's, uh, let me tell you how to reach out to Fred first. I mean, he has these answers, and that's after getting to know you and your unique situation. Eight hundred five nine three eighty one eighty eight. 800-593-8188. Our next question is, should I pay off my mortgage or other debts before retirement?
0: Okay, that's a great question. Uh, years ago, we would say pay off your mortgage. But the problem is that uh, you, have, you would then have a, all the equity tied up in, in the house. Now, <clears throat> home equity is a bridging asset. Which can be used to to uh, help implement a social security strategy, and by that I mean delaying claiming social security, or it can be used to augment income uh, when when needed. And then again, you merely have to do a comparison betw- between a uh, between a HECM, which which is a reverse mortgage, and a HELOC, uh, which is a credit line. And and again, we. Can show you very simply uh, what the differences uh, are between the two. So it may, if um, if your interest rate is low, you and you you may want you may not want to pay off the mortgage. You may want the the interest deduction uh, on the mortgage because that's that's good debt because it's deductible, uh, and you may want to take the difference and and, ha- and have that uh, as an income uh, source uh, so or you may want to pay off very high interest debt such as credit card debt which is terrible debt because it's it's high interest it's expensive and it is not tax deductible so I mean these are the things that you have to you have to weigh and again there, there's no you know automatic right answer here it depends on your circumstances
2: yeah definitely again yeah so much of this does if not all of this when you're entering retirement uh how should my money be invested once i retire
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a different game know. too isn't it
0: yeah it, it it is because um it we You know, this this is where we are thinking, you know, you either agree with my thinking or you do not agree with my thinking. If you agree with my thinking, then you're a client that that I'm interested in because we can work together. And if you disagree with my thinking, then you should not work with me because we're not going to be able to work together. Our, Our view is risk needs to be managed. And uh, it needs to be managed uh, not only to preserve assets because you have no recovery time uh, that, uh, that, you know, you can just sit back and say, well, I'm 30 years old. I'm going to take a very high risk and I got uh, 30 some odd years to go. Well, you don't. So rec- recovery is very, very uh, difficult because the pile of assets that you have, that's what you got. There's no fresh paycheck coming in any anymore that you, you, you you've accumulated what you're going to uh, accumulate. So that means that you want you want to have some kind of way of measuring what is very high risk, what is risk, what is moderate, what is conservative, what is ultra conservative. And, and again we have a way of, of showing you on, on a charted basis, uh, what, the, what the meanings of those are. Now, your advisor may have said, well, you're, you're moderate. You're moderate. Well, what does moderate actually mean? Mo- yeah. moderate, moderate means you're willing to lose, what, uh, 30 40% of, of your assets mm-hmm. uh, in another 2008 situation. Are you really willing to do that? Because the recovery that's needed is, is, ver- is very significant. Uh, and it takes time to do that recovery. So that's where we get into what we call our golden rule of five and 10%. We, we don't want you to lose more than five and no more than 10% because the recovery is very modest. 5%, uh, you only need 7% to, to get back to square one, where you started. And, th- and that's a very quick recovery. So, you don't, you, so you're not invested you know, in, a, in, in a very long recovery uh, period and um, we want to make sure uh, that you have, um, you know, ch- choices that, that uh, will not be, you know, really highly, highly aggressive. Uh, you know, where you have 75, 80, 90, 100 percent of your investments in, in high-risk equities uh, and, um, you know, you're at the mercy uh, of the of the equity market where you're going to run out of money uh, if you if you do that the other the other thing is um, you may want to have some money that you want to manage yourself go for it do whatever you want you want to peel off a hundred hundred fifty thousand and go for it you know and and chase the golden ring go ahead chase if if you grab the ring great if you don't grab the ring and you lose most of it well it's mm-hmm. not going to impact you uh, or your lifestyle. So uh, that—that's, you know, those are my observations. Uh, we're very, very uh, determined to do, uh, and we do uh, risk tolerance, risk capacity, and we—and we also uh, look at the risk score within the portfolio and see how they spec up. So the, these are these are some of the things that that we do, um, and and we use psychometric testing. And we're not using some document that some attorney, you know, drew up and ha- which has nothing to do with anything other than protecting the firm.
2: And let's say we've got a few more, uh, to you know, several more to get to um, before we get to the second segment, which is stump the guru today. You'll want to hang around for that on the podcast. But um, is it necessary to have an estate plan?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it not only do you need the most basic documents, which a will. Some kind of trust. Um, It might be revocable, which is very good. Gets uh, you—you have, provided it's funded, so you don't have to worry about probate. You you may have a testamentary trust to be created by your will. You may have uh, other trusts uh, for 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 different uh, purposes. Uh, You may have durable power or springing power of attorney uh, for financial and other transactions. You may have a healthcare proxy, living will. Uh, all of these are the most basic uh, document. Again, it's, a ma- it's a- all about control, having your money do for you what you want it to do and making sure that uh, things go the way you want them to go. Otherwise, uh, believe me, uh, every state, it's called intestacy, but the state has a will for you and uh and and you don't <laughs> you don't want you don't want what necessarily what the state wants to do with your money it's your money you worked hard for mm-hmm. it so you might as well you might as well decide what you want to happen uh, with that money
2: uh here we go now do I need to make adjustments to my retirement plan
0: look uh, every every plan is uh is a snapshot in time it's a picture in time time changes needs changes uh uh c- circumstances changes uh, so the so it's necessary to look at the plan periodically and see uh, if the plan is still valid, what adjustments need to be made so that uh, your needs, your, your wants, your hopes, all these are uh, accounted for and we need to take a look at uh, you know at, at your assets, your in- income, uh, and see what, what adjustments uh, need to be made. You know, again, historically, when people didn't have extended uh, longevity, uh, once you did a really good comprehensive plan, you, you needed some tweaks and adjustments. Uh, because of the extended longevity, uh, sometimes that's not enough. You may, ha- you may have to redo the plan uh, or make other adjustments uh, in, in the plan. Uh, and, and that uh, it's not one and done. If, if that's what you're thinking, um, you're way off base that uh, you plan. The plan is fluid.
2: It's not, it's not made out of steel and concrete. And we can put these, uh, final two together. What, and they're about taxes. What should I know about tax returns in retirement and how will taxes impact me in retirement?
0: Well, once you go into retirement, And once you trigger Social Security, the the whole tax system changes because in between the statutory brackets, there are other little brackets that are sandwiched in in between. And uh, since Social Security may be taxable at 50 or 85 percent, you then have the tax bazooka uh, where tax rates can go up to 150 percent. And that's what I just said is accurate. Uh, I'm not saying this for shock value. Uh, it, it, this is absolutely true. Uh, our software cuts off at 100 percent because we're afraid that somebody will need smelling salts to be <laughs> revived when, <laughs> once you see the reality. Of oh it. man! Uh, the other, the other thing that you that you must bear in mind is that if you have um, if you have capital gains, uh, once the tax bazooka is such that it will put. Uh, um capital gains that should have come out come through at zero uh, percent will, will be pushed up into the 10% uh, capital gains uh, bracket. So uh, uh, retirement planning uh, does have to get into your tax uh, situation and uh, and not only the, the strategies, uh, obviously RMDs are an issue, um, but but it goes far beyond uh, because the distribution order uh, becomes vitally important, and also uh, which asset in which ta- in which bucket uh, w- getting which tax treatment and how you take them in what order all of that is is absolutely. Uh, essential. And this requires not, not only uh, tax software, uh, where your your tax return is being deconstructed so we can see the impact, but then we have to run scenarios uh, to see what our alternatives uh, might be. And then we have to integrate those scenarios so they mesh with the rest of the uh, financial and, and income plans. So they have to port over and into the software. So this is where it becomes essential. That, that the software that you're using uh, meshes uh, together. Because you, you can't have software, for one thing, that, that has a different set of assumptions and algorithms, or another software which has other assumptions and other sets of algorithms. It becomes very, very uh, confusing. I mean, it, it's, like, it's like putting on two pairs of, of, of plaid uh, pants and another plaid shirt and plaid socks, and um you know and 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 santa claus red suspenders Mm. uh, unless you're going unless you're going to a costume party i I wouldn't
2: wouldn't recommend it (laughs) no not at all Especially not deer hunting soon. <laughs> no, especially not. I would say, well, I don't know. You may warn the deer off, but you, you may be safer. That's why they have to have those blaze orange hats and vests and stuff. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know that you've seen and heard, heard, rather, all of these questions, and it's likely you listening to the podcast have these questions, a lot of these. You can have them answered with Fred, and that's wherever you're listening to the podcast. You can schedule with Fred. It it can be a virtual meeting as well. We'll tell you how to do that. And coming up, we're bringing back something we haven't done in a while, and that is called Stump the Guru. We'll tell you how that works and how you can submit a question to Fred straight ahead.
1: are baffled how many people don't understand the choices, risks, options, and the expenses they pay in their current 401ks. That stops today. Get your total retirement income plan that includes a Social Security maximization report, forensic fee analysis, and a risk assessment. All you have to do is give us a call. Contact Fred Sade at Money Matters USA, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188.
2: We're back with Money Matters USA. Dave Perkins with Fred Sade. Fred Sade, founder, managing director of the fiduciary firm of the same name, Money Matters USA. Fred, PhD in economics from Duke University, years in the financial arena and in his area of specialty, which is retirement planning. That's what we talk about on this podcast. Uh, we, Fred went through a lot of frequently asked retirement questions. We have a specific question now for Fred. We haven't done this in a while. It's a feature on the on on the podcast called Stump the Guru, uh, where a listener to the podcast submits a question to Fred. Uh, he addresses that question on the show. If he cannot answer, if you stump him, you he makes it worth your while. Uh, he can give us an example of what some of these stumpers have received. But uh, here's what uh, I've never known, Fred, in all this time for someone to actually stump Fred. Um, but what he considers a stump is if he has to do a little more research to better answer you, he actually calls that a stump. And, Fred, you've given gift cards and things like that, haven't you?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we, we give cards uh, for for movies, uh, for, for movie popcorn and uh soda or candy bar whatever you want uh,
2: or we, we know that's about a 500 hundred dollar value
0: <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> the way it goes today yeah uh yeah and we also will give um you know to some of the uh food chains or some of the food restaurants uh, we usually use the national ones because you know we we know that they're usually in most localities so we'll, we'll give you food card for so that you can you know ha- enjoy dinner or lunch whatever your preference is with you and, and your spouse or um, who, who whoever none of my business <laughs> right
2: well I'll tell you you know this is really easy and um, and it's always good to see these questions come in so here's how you submit yours the Fred's website is moneymattersusa.net. dot net. MoneyMattersUSA.net. Be sure it's .net. And then you can click, actually, Podcast. Now, you can hear all the other 119 podcasts and scroll through the menu. But you'll also see, if you click that Podcast drop-down, you'll see Stump the Guru. That's It's that easy. That's how you submit your question to Fred. And we have one, and we have a good one uh, for you today, Fred. So here we go. question is, I'm 71 I'm married with three adult children, and I'm an only child. I just inherited from my mother an estate valued at one point five million. My parents were living in an adult community, and I'm thinking about selling our home and moving into an adult community as my parents did. So my father predeceased my mother. So what are some of the tips that you can give me to think about or to do?
0: Well, it's a great question as you as you pointed out. And I want to thank the listener. So I uh, made a list of uh, eight tips that I would suggest that that ought to be top of mind. First of all, uh, the first thing I would do is create a retirement income financial plan. I mean, that's an imperative. If you do that, that's going to help you understand your present situation, your goals. It's also going to help you develop an investment and an income strategy that's aligned with your goals, your risk tolerance, and your risk capacity. So that's the first thing to do. And I wouldn't go to do anything else before doing that. The second thing that I would do is create a budget. If you create a budget, that's going to help you understand your income, your expenses. And it's going to help you understand and help you determine how much money you will need to meet your lifestyle. And it also help you figure out what you should withdraw from your inheritance. Third thing I would... Keep this in mind and never forget this. Retirement is all about income. So you should be investing for income because you're going to need solid cash flow. You didn't tell us how long your parents uh, lived. But the point is, at age 71, I, I would assume your mother was at least in her 90s so yeah. I think that's a serious consideration here, longevity um, con- the, the next thing I would do is is um, consider and I don't know what the mix of the assets are but assuming there are RMDs in there somewhere and uh, assuming your mother was taking RMDs uh, you have to pick up the RMDs and you're a non-spousal um, inheritor so you have to uh, plan uh, because how you, it's going to impact your other your other investments. You don't have a choice on these RMDs. You gotta, you got to you got to get up and go. The the next thing I would suggest is diversify your portfolio and make sure it's diversified, so that if one class of assets is not performing, then you've got another class of assets that that will be performing. Next, invest for the long term. Remember, you're an investor. You're not a trader. So don't try to time the market. Focus. Mm-hmm. Your focus should be on growing your assets over an extended period of time. I've already alluded to the next point is to do a longevity analysis because longevity increases with age. You have to consider longevity because you have to consider it uh, for, to make sure that your income lasts And you have to preserve sufficient number of assets. uh, And you may want to leave a legacy. So all this needs to be wrapped up. Uh, Now, the seventh point I would make is you should be open to considering annuities to provide a guaranteed stream of income for life. And, And here's where a competent advisor, who's also an expert in annuities, can help you. And then remember taxes you need to factor taxes into your budget, the input of taxes on your assets, on your inherited assets, and, and to be uh, engaged with a professional uh, on, on, on tax planning. Remember, um, accountants are tax historians. They tell you where you were and what you're going to have to pay. They don't usually help you with tax planning. The last point and I offer this with, uh, as as somebody who happens to know a little bit about this subject, and I say that <laughs> modestly, get professional help. Because every plan is valid for some period of time, and then it's no longer valid, it needs to be revisited, and it has to be revisited periodically. You can also um, get some help and advice on how to effectively and successfully manage uh, your inheritance. So You can reach us on our toll-free number, 1-800-593-8188, 800-593-8188, and our red light on the dashboard tab on moneymattersusa.net. So, again, thank you for the question. I think it's a lot of food for thought, and um, when you listen to the podcast, as I hope you will... Uh, you can take some notes on on, on our uh, suggestions for your food for thought, and then get past thought because thought is helpful, but you got to get into action to
2: make things happen. And I'm taking that that was not a stump; they didn't stump you. <laughs> no, they, they did not. <laughs> but no you're way. very fair about it. As I mentioned, uh, you consider a stump if you have to do some research uh, yeah. beforehand on it. And that's fair enough, but uh, a a very thorough answer to her question. I'm sure that's the main thing. She just wanted to get that question answered, and obviously she does listen because she submitted. So hopefully, yes, she'll catch this podcast. Thank you so much again for the question. Um, How can you submit to Fred? Well, there are a lot of things you can do at MoneyMattersUSA.net. Yeah, you can hear the other 119 podcasts. If you click the podcast tab, uh, that's easy enough. You can scroll through the menu on that. You can also click that. red light program and learn about the red light on the dashboard Uh, and that is a big part of that process with fred but on that podcast uh, tab you've got the drop down you'll see stump the guru and submit there we look forward to fred answering your question on a future podcast again moneymattersusa.net, and thank you so much as always for joining us every week and every friday we drop these podcasts money matters usa have a great week